Hello and welcome to On The Button, the video marketing podcast. In this episode, we speak to Naomi Powell-Brown. She's communications manager for the EMEA region at Amazon Web Services. In the podcast, she talks about how they're using video for internal comms at AWS and what's working best. And importantly, she gives us some top tips so you can start achieving more with video. Naomi, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It's brilliant. We've had, uh, we've, it's been taken a while, hasn't it, to organize this, but we've managed to get around of it. I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate you spending the time to, uh, to chat to me today. Now, you are internal comms at AWS. Tell us about what that means. Can you introduce AWS? Tell us who they are and what it is that you guys do. My name is Naomi. I, I work for AWS or Amazon Web Services in its full name. So it's a subdivision of Amazon. Um, and AWS basically serves developers and businesses with web services that they can use to build sophisticated and scalable applications. It's, it's a really exciting place to work. A bit kind of different for me, my previous experience has been in media. So I've had like over 10 years of communication experience working for various UK and international, mostly media companies. So uh, my time at AWS was my first kind of foray into the tech world. Uh, but I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed my time uh, here so far. Even though I started in the middle of the COVID lockdown, which was a bit of a uh, uh, not kind of best the way you'd want to start a new job. But um, despite those challenges, it's been really great working here and I've really enjoyed the kind of uh, culture that we have here at Amazon. Great. And I guess you you said you kind of just started out in tech. That's quite a way to start with AWS who are, you know, pretty much if, if people haven't even haven't heard of them, they probably don't realize their websites are probably running off of, <laughs> of your servers or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, tell us a little bit about what your job involves there then in internal comms. So, so yes, yeah, so I work within an internal comms team, uh, three of us. Uh, we support AWS's um, EMEA uh, commercial sales operations. So EMEA is basically Europe, Middle East and Africa. Our role as internal comms team basically is to deliver two-way uh, informative and inspiring content for teams um, to ultimately drive employee engagement and enable our teams to better serve our customers and drive a positive impact for our business overall. So quite a big remit. Um, and it's, I guess for us, it's a, the tricky part is, is that when being an EMEA region, we have employees based in locations across multiple uh, countries and uh, kind of uh, cultures. So it, we're always looking at ways through our communications programs to bring people together Kind of unite them around a shared purpose and celebrate the diversity that exists within our within our team. Great. Well, I know, I know you said that you joined during COVID, but uh, what are the kind of challenges that have been presented to you in your role because of the pandemic? You know, I, I mean, I assume you can kind of base your experience at your previous organization and understand, you know, wow, this is a little bit different, not just because I'm in a different organization, but because the world's changed. Um, how have you kind of dealt with all of that? For me, I can look at take it from a personal perspective, you know, joining a company, uh, joining a new job is always a bit daunting in itself because you feel like, you know, you have to find your way to fit in. Um, that's often made easier when you have, like, I guess, a physical location to go to regularly and, and get to see, meet your, meet your colleagues in person. Um, with that kind of being taken away, that's created new challenges in the sense that we have to find ways to bring people together. Um, and, and form a sense of community in a virtual space. I'm sure everyone listening knows is that virtual meetings have basically become the norm now. Um, instead of kind of being in a group, in a team meeting where you'd be in a physical space 
or having a kind of a team event when you will be in a physical space that's kind of turned it's on its head now and everything is done virtually which means you know sat at your computer in your home office uh watching a live vc recording from your your manager or your your regional leader um and it's about how do you keep people engaged despite those those uh, barriers um and how do you en- enable people who like me who join a company that are new to feel to still feel connected and still feel like they belong and still feel like they understand the culture that exists at the company you're joining so that's been a, a real kind of a challenge, I think, um, for all companies, um, all internal comms, uh, uh, you know, practitioners across many industries are probably all facing this right now. The last two years since we've been in this situation, um, it's not been easy. Um, but uh, I think I, I, I would say that uh, we've used the time to experiment and try different things uh, because everyone's in the same boat. Um, and I think what has been a good thing is that our employees have been very patient with us because um, everyone knows the kind of restrictions aren't, you know, no one's planned for this. No one could have seen foreseen it coming. Um, so they've been very patient with the different type of experiments that we've done in terms of how we can communicate, the different ways that we can communicate with employees. Um, and we've had some good success results and feedback so far and some learnings along the way as well. Great. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with AWS both directly and through through your partners. And one thing that's always stood out to me is, well, obviously you're an innovative company because well, you have to be. Um, but what's what stands out to me is the fact that you've got kind of new products coming through just just constantly. And I guess that that kind of reflects amongst your employees in that it does seem there's a lot of energy and excitement and willingness to do things a little bit differently. Uh, and I guess that gives you a lot of opportunity, but it also presents a challenge in that your audience, your internal audience are expecting things to be interesting and different. Is that is that the case? I guess so. Yeah, I think one of the exciting things that I've found is there there is a lot of energy, I think, in working at a company like Amazon or AWS in that we do have this kind of builder mindset that we, we talk about where anything's possible if you have a great idea, if you have the data to back it up. And you can kind of create a convincing argument. Then you can. It's we have the kind of uh, the rights, necessary uh, if that's the right word, to kind of make it happen and build programs, build software, build services. That's how a lot of our companies came to be. That's how AWS came to be. That's how you know companies like Alexa came to be um, from ideas that came from within our own teams. And so there definitely is, I think because of that, we are kind of in, almost encouraged to try things new, to have that kind of day one mentality, as we call it here, where it's, you know, we're, we're not necessarily afraid to fail and we're encouraged to try new things um, and experiment in order to grow and in order to innovate on behalf of our customers. You know, we call ourselves the world's worst customer access company. And for us, for our team, the internal comms team, our customers are our employees. So we're always trying to work out kind of what are their needs? How can we best support them? What what pro, what internal comms programs can we build to in order to enable um, them to be you know great at their jobs and and uh, encourage better kind of engagement and employee well-being? Which brings me to video. How are you using video to help you do all of these things? Um, so I'd say that video has always formed a central part of of our internal comms strategy, but definitely since the COVID-19 pandemic, it's become even more important. Over the past, I guess, 18 months now, we've, been, we've really increased the use of video as a communications tool, mostly, I guess, in two ways, primarily. So firstly, we use it as an op- a way to provide information um, or informative, engaging updates about our business strategy from like the teams and leaders that are making it happen. 
Um, and we also use it as a vehicle to connect employees and celebrate our unique culture. Um, so those are kind of the two main buckets that we, we've, we've run campaigns in. So in the last in the last 18 months, we've run a variety of internal video campaigns, including campaigns that explain our priorities, uh, profile our various teams and senior leaders. And we've got a very kind of broad team kind of matrix set up here. So it's, you know, a way to kind of explain who the different teams are, who maybe don't necessarily get as much profile, higher profile. Video is a great vehicle to do that. And just to showcase the fun activities our teams get up to outside of work. I think that last one has been really important because as I said with people working from home working remotely that opportunity to kind of share kind of personal anecdotal stories that you might do at the water cooler or in the kitchenette when you're gathering a coffee at the office have kind of been taken away um so any ways that we can show you know how teams got up to over Christmas or over summer vacation um those campaigns have proven uh, really successful and very very simple campaign very basic we you know we just say to our staff can you send us a picture of what you did over the summer break we pull the pictures together in a very cheap and cheerful way and create a video montage and add some music to the back of it and though even though it sounds like a very basic video some those videos some of those videos have had our highest engagement um i think it's because people can see themselves in them and i think people like to see that kind of personal side of 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 their colleagues lives and it creates that sense of connection i think that's uh been currently kind of missing or or, or difficult to achieve in this virtual world or work from home world absolutely and i guess the other the other end of the scale is you know things like kickoff that obviously a lot of bigger organizations have these events each year where they're updating everyone else in the organization uh, around the world about their accomplishments and achievements over the last 12 months i guess is there an element of kind of competitiveness there you, you know you're obviously very proud of the achievements that you've had in your region and you want to be able to kind of show that off in an interesting, exciting way. What's the kind of thought process you go through when you're having to put something like that together? Well, I think one, you know, one of the things that, again, as an internal comms person, is you also want to ensure that you're recognising uh, employees' achievements across the business. That's one thing that always comes across highly in any type of internal comms or in employee engagement survey that you do. People always value recognition from their managers, from their peers, from the organization. So any opportunity we can to celebrate the successes that are happening is we we take it. So to your point, you know, we we have run video campaigns before where we've, you know, got out to the business and 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 shouted out about the kind of great things that our teams and, and, and the individuals have, have, have completed. And again, last year I think it was even more poignant to do so because again of that kind of barrier that would place up in terms of um uh, being in a physical space where those those uh, opportunities to see those achievements were perhaps more visible mm. than they are now when we're all sat, you know working from home so you know we see that as a really important part of our internal comms kind of program is that recognition piece and and video provides an opportunity to not only kind of just you know write a nice email with you know saying congratulations to xyz team but also just to hear from that team and have the team themselves say you know we did we achieved xyz you know and and that so it allows the team to you know shine themselves in terms of you know you can actually physically see the team and put a face behind it but it also allows them to tell their own stories as well so it's those those videos do p- prove uh, quite successful um any video where you, where you can see the kind of faces of our actual team members and employees always prove uh, 
successful. Yeah, and what I've noticed is that um, you almost have to hold people back. It's a great culture at AWS in that people are just very proud of the work they're doing and they want to tell their colleagues about it. And they're happy to spend some time creating some pretty impressive little bits of video um, that they want to share with everyone. Um, and we don't see that in, in a lot of organizations that we work with. So clearly there, there seems to be a kind of positive, exciting culture where people do want to share that their experiences and their successes with others yeah for sure and I think you know it's obviously it's also allows other teams to learn um you know you say if mm. you're one team and you're or you're you say oh, we managed to achieve this a team in say your team in, in the UK and you say we managed to achieve this for this potential customer a, a similar team maybe in I don't know France or Germany maybe having the same kind of have a similar customer segment type that might be having this as a, a, a complication and if they see the other team in the UK they there's potential learnings to be had through kind of that sharing of information and I think we yes I do I do think we are we, we are particularly good at that and I think we're also proud of the work that we do to help our customers um, as I said we are a customer obsessed company and everything we do is really to work backwards from our customers needs and so when we achieve that I think we're really proud to, to be able to kind of tick that off our to tick that off our list and to shout about it and also to kind of pass the learning on to others so that we can kind of scale that across our region. You've talked about how certain types of video have been very successful for you. So where you feature your employees uh, and you also talked about those kind of those updates that you do, the regular kind of hygiene content. Are there, are there any other areas that you found video to be particularly successful? Um, so definitely um, we've noticed that teams respond well, probably our kind of most highly engaged videos are the videos that we get from our kind of senior leaders. So updates from our, our kind of, VPs. Um, and how do you make them interesting though? Because a lot of the time the feedback we get from our clients is that, you know, an update from a C-level is is dull uh, and people don't tune in. So what, what is it that you do that's different that makes that interesting? I, I think obviously the subject matter. Um, so what is a person talking about? What is the update they're sharing? Is it relevant? Is it timely? Mm. I'd say the, the, the kind of uh, the formats. I think one thing we've learned over the last two years as we've started doing more of these is that uh, shorter spiffier updates are often more well received than a longer update especially if it's just from one Absolutely. person talking at you over video it's best to keep that you know beneath four or five minutes maximum obviously otherwise you lose people's attention you know a lot as we know our employees are, are busy doing you know other tasks and uh, they may just have the video playing in the background if it's too long they may kind of turn off and if they if it's the right length then they'll keep watching to the end so that's really important um and uh, also the kind of the way we promote it as well like how are you sharing that video we've experimented with that over the past couple of years in terms of do we send it standalone emails do we incorporate it within our other communications channels such as our newsletters that we share and and you know there's pluses and minuses of doing that but i think it's about finding what works well for your employee base and experimenting as i said you're not necessarily going to hit it out of the park the first time oh. you do have to try a few times iterate but look at the data that you get back and 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 flex accordingly uh, so, so i'd say those video updates at, at, from our perspective they prove really well we also find that um you know at aws we work on sometimes quite complex information to share that in an email can be you know potentially quite off-putting to someone if they see an email that's you know really really long and quite verbose so video is also a good way to i think to share complex information in a more digestible way yeah um you can you know effectively summarize a detailed message in a short video update 
using you know on-screen graphics to showcase more complex uh, data and terminology of which AWS has quite a lot mm-hmm. um, so that's also a, a really good a way that we see vehicle working well we've done that a few times now over the last two years with uh, kind of our priorities campaigns that we've we've run and then to your point you mentioned our kickoff um, we have you know we have a several events across the year where we bring all of our kind of EMEA teams together virtually obviously over the last two years um, and video can kind of add a add a sense of fun and occasion to what can otherwise be quite a formal event and um, you know if you have video with like nice music fun uplifting music some really fun pictures it creates a kind of sense it boosts it lifts mood creates a sense of occasion and sets the tone of the event going forward um, and it also allows you to feature more people and faces than you may be able to do in the actual live event. Um, you know, you might be restricted to a, a few people to present live, but if you create mm. a video with some UGC content or user-generated content, um, you can often include even more people in just a five-minute video than you would be able to in an, in an hour's kind of uh, live event. Wow, lots there. Lots there for people to, <laughs> uh, to digest. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so what about your future plans then at AWS when it comes to video? So we've done a lot. We always do a lot of listening at AWS. It's one of the great things I love about working here is that we do listen a lot to our customers, as we say. And as I as I mentioned before, our customers are internal, our internal employees. So we, you know, we've got some, we've got quite a lot of research now that does say that employees still uh, rate video highly as a channel uh, through which they like to receive information about our business. Great. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it, they, you know, it's either that or email. And I think for people says there are always going to be people that love an email, but there also are people who prefer to just watch a video and, and get the update that way. Um, you know, as I said before, when you're talking about an update from a leader, it allows you to build a personal connection with that person that you just wouldn't get if it was just a, an, an email. So we are, so next year, our aim is to continue to use video. But I think based on the learnings that we've had now over the last two years, we will change, I think, the way that we do some of our campaigns, whether that be the way that we promote it, the way that we uh, measure success, what success looks like. Because I think we had previously kind of been putting a a baseline figure of kind of what the success looks like across all of our videos and in reality that's just not realistic because some videos are naturally going to perform better than others if they're on a generic if they're on a if there's a general topic that most people will be interested we know that video will probably uh, generate more views than if it's on a topic that's probably a bit more niche and specific to only a few or a subset of our employee base. Absolutely. So uh, I think we're, we're looking at kind of being a bit more kind of smart and uh, realistic with our, with our KPIs that we set for our internal uh, videos. Um, and we also hope, and it, you know, it, it, this is outside of our hands, but uh, let's see what the pandemic brings us, but more opportunities to capture more high-end content filmed in person. Um, I think la- over the last two years, our employees have been very flexible with us in terms of, uh, filming, self-filming themselves from home on their laptops or on their smartphones. And we have captured quite really great, made really great videos with the helps of your team, Simon, to still do produce video campaigns despite the limitations that the pandemic has brought. But you know, as we do start to go back to the office, as we do start to do more things in person, it would be I think it would be quite nice to capture more high-end content um, filmed in person from our offices and teams across the region. Great, yeah, it kind of feels a bit bit special now um when you produce something that's got that kind of polish to it because it's so unusual to see it now i think it's made it 
it's added value to that approach um, because people know there's a bit of effort that's gone in to get to capturing that. It has, okay, but I think it, it also has, and again, this comes back to maybe the kind of experimental kind of day one thinking that we have here at Amazon. I think it has been quite fun though over the last two years to really learn what we can do when we are, when our hands are tied in terms of the limitations that COVID has brought. I, myself, and, and members of my team, we, we've started to experiment with video editing tools ourselves just to make, you know, uh, quick videos that we can just, you know, capture and, yep. and pull together ourselves. And lots of other teams internally have done the same. Um, we, you know, I think all of us have been surprised by the level of um, quality that can be achieved when people do film from home. As long as you give them set guidelines, you can actually get quite good output yep. at the end. So it has been, I think it's been quite fun. And I think a lot of companies will probably say the same thing to kind of learn what can be achieved when, you, when your budget is limited, when your resources are limited, um, when uh, other external factors mean you can't actually physically get to people to film them in person. I think we know now what can be achieved in those circumstances. But to your point, I think it will make it look even more special uh, when we do finally get to do more of the kind of high-end uh, uh, videos and more of those. So I do look forward to that. Great, yeah. I mean, I think uh, it was it's kind of giving a, given us a bit of a nudge anyway because there were probably some films that were being made, you know, professionally um, with a crew going out and all those things that maybe didn't justify that approach. But that was the way things were done, right? But whereas now it's easier to question that. So well, do we need to be there for this? Can we do this virtually, keep keep costs down and, and also make it easier for all the contributors? And then let's just pick and choose when we think it's worthwhile sending a crew and let's understand why we want to do that. To be honest, it's probably because of, as I said, the kind of, uh, the nature of the kind of geographical spread of our region with people being in different offices, yeah. taking away that uh, need for, you know, you've got a crew, we have to get them to XYZ country. And actually, we have the, our presenters based in XYZ country, but they can film themselves and still deliver the content is actually, I think, been even more beneficial. And it's allowed us to really take a step back and think, we, we don't necessarily need to be limited now in terms of we, we can only feature employees in this country because that's the only place we have our, our film studio in. Yep. We can actually feature employees from all over our region as long as they you know have access to a smartphone and a camera, which we know we all do because the technology advances now in terms of camera quality have improved so much um, over the last a few years that we can capture all, you know pretty great content. Obviously, sometimes it's a bit ropey depending on uh, if people do listen to Yeah, it. this is the problem, isn't it? It's consistency. Yeah, I mean, some people are perfectly capable and others really struggle. Um, at, but obviously, the last 18 months has moved that a long way as well. So we, as you've said, we can give guidance to those people now. Exactly. Uh, and we can maybe up, give them a bit of extra kit, microphones or whatever it might be, just to improve that quality so that it, it is to exactly. the right standard. And I, and I think also people naturally are probably used to it now because of what we've had to do in yeah. lockdowns. You know, in at least in the, in the UK, in the first lockdown, most of us weren't really leaving our houses. So you had, if you wanted to talk to your friends or your family members, you were likely doing it on a video conferencing yeah. system, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom or Teams or what have you. So I think people are now used to sitting in front of a camera, watching themselves, as painful as that can be, <laughs> when you have a thumbnail of yourself staring back at you um, and talking at, a, talking at a camera rather than at an actual person. So that has helped probably um, make people a bit more comfortable in that situation. Yep. So we've we've kind of, as I said, just experimented with that, and I think we've done the, made the best of the situation that we were faced 
please. Great. Well, um, we're kind of running out of time now, but just before we finish, you've already given some great tips um, around maybe editing things yourself and, and that kind of stuff to to keep costs down on certain projects. Are there any other top tips you'd give to to people, internal comms or maybe even on the external side that you think would make their video more effective? Yeah, so I'd say the first thing and the most important thing really is to start with a brief. So, you know, outline what you want to achieve with the video and, and how you envision it being structured. If you are capturing user-generated content, uh, ensure your presenters are kind of briefed on what messages they have to deliver and how. This can mean drafting a script or key messages doc if you don't want them to you know, appeal at their reading yep. um, and sharing filming guidelines uh, just to ensure you get a consistent recording quality. As we've just discussed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That, that's been the kind of main thing that we've, we've found has, has, has been beneficial. Mm. Um, as I mentioned before, if you have got limited budget, try out some of the free kind of self-editing tools that you can, you can find on Windows or through uh, paid apps like Adobe Premiere Pro. If you're using an agency like yourselves, I would include them in the process from the start uh, just so that they have a clear vision, clear idea of what your vision is and can share best practice based on their knowledge and expertise. Think about the distribution method. How are you going to share this video and promote it just to ensure maximum reach? And then lastly, consider how you'll measure its performance, um, You know, whether that's through a number of video views, likes or engagements, because that will help you plan and improve future campaigns. So those are my, my top tips. Great. And I guess, uh, you know, as we've said, if you, that measurement is so important because then you will, it'll help you decide what it's worth, you know, as far as resources do is it something we edit ourselves uh, or is this something big you know is, is it going to have a large audience is making that extra effort going to be worthwhile on this project and you can't do that unless you measure I guess exactly um, and it you know like I said it really helps you make plan for the future what how you're going to change or iterate on on campaigns going forward and if you are doing multiple campaigns consider having different measurements for different videos as i mentioned before some videos will serve a different purpose Mm. uh, so naturally will have more engagement than others and it's about being comfortable with that and setting expectations from the start wonderful well it's been lovely speaking to you naomi thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today and i know there's some really useful stuff there that you and it's going to Uh, find very interesting so uh, thank you again for joining me thanks for having me i hope you found this episode of the podcast interesting if you have please remember to subscribe and share on the button is brought to you by big button big button is a strategic video agency you can find out more about our work at bigbutton.tv i hope you can join us next time